there was a pool of water in the Holy Land, in Jerusalem. And it was called Bethesda. In fact, in just recent times, within the last 10 years or so, they have uncovered the pool of Bethesda in archaeology, and they have cleaned it out, and they have water running through it again. And they know what it was because it's identified with carvings and engravings in the stone. The pool of Bethesda was special because an angel would visit that pool of water. This is before Jesus died. This is before the New Testament was implemented. An angel would visit the pool of Bethesda and heal people. And it was well known. People would come from far and wide to get in this water. And when the ripples of the water would start, people knew the angel was present. And they would run to get in it. And I love this story. And found in chapter 5 of John, verse 1. We're going to start reading there. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of crippled folk, blind, halt, withered, waiting for the water to move. For an angel would come down on a certain season to the pool and would trouble the water. And whosoever was first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatever disease he had. And a certain man was there and he had an infirmity for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there, he knew he had been there for a long time. And in that case, he said to him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent or crippled man answered to him and said, Sir, I have no one to help me in the water. I have no one when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. And while I am coming, someone always steps in before me. While I'm going to the pool, someone beats me to it. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole. He took up his bed and walked. And the same day was the Sabbath day. How many know the Sabbath was Saturday? And the church that Jesus built met in the synagogues on Saturday and taught the word and they met on Sunday to give their offerings and to plan their next week and to worship the Lord and so he did not do away with the Sabbath he completed it by starting the week on the first day of the week with gathering of the church together and that's why we have the weekend it has come down all these 2,000 years, this tradition of Saturdays and Sundays, Jewish and Christian. And 
There's so much in this story. There is so much in this story. I could preach all day about it. How many would like that? Oh, somebody raised. I, I knew I liked you, Jerry. Oh. You know, we, in our town where we grew up, it was the Baptist church and the Methodist church. So the kids, they would, the Methodist church would, kids that I grew up with, they'd make jokes about the Baptists. And we'd make jokes about the Methodists. And so we'd say, we want to get out of church a little early this week so we could beat the Methodists to the buffet line. <laughs> Let me tell you what I want. I want the water to ripple and I want to be the first one in. How about you? Wouldn't that be phenomenal? If the water would ripple. And here in the New Testament, you don't have to be the first one in. Everybody that gets in. In fact, you might even get healed on your way to the pool. You might even get healed on your way to the altar. You might even get healed before you get to the church. The New Testament, it's all about the power of Jesus Christ. It's all about what He can do for you. And we're Baptists, but we believe in miraculous, supernatural healing. We believe 100% that God can still fix any problem we have. That the Lord can reach down and touch us and nothing will ever be the same. We believe that, don't we? Now, are y'all sure about that? I hear, yes. Uh, amen. <laughs> Do you believe that the Lord can heal anything that's wrong in your life? Yeah. Yeah. He can. You know, the Bible says that he didn't take Paul's away. He said, my grace is sufficient. But almost everybody in the Bible that asked to be healed got healed. Almost everybody that approached Jesus Christ and touched the hem of his garment or climbed up in a tree or reached out and prayed to him or went by and was asking the Lord to heal him. Almost everybody got healed that came in contact with Jesus Christ. And the answer today is to come in contact with Jesus Christ. How do you do it? Well, for one thing, you got to want it real bad. Now, I'm telling you, these people wanted it real bad. They stayed around the pool of Bethesda. And sometimes they were there every day, every day, every day. That was their whole routine, is they would come down there, take their food, I'm sure, packed a lunch, and they sat there, and they wanted to be the first one in. I'm talking about crippled people, blind people. This man had been there. He had been 38 years. He had not been healed yet. And he said, I don't have anyone to help me into the water. When the angel comes and the water starts rippling, I don't have anybody to help me. And so Jesus just showed him that he didn't have to be healed by that angel, that he could heal him right where he was. Now that teaches me a couple of things. For one thing, angels bring the power of God with them. We don't pray to angels. We pray to God and he sends angels. I know that the Lord's still sending angels today. And they still have the power of God to do His will. But I want Jesus in my life. How about you? 
I have Jesus in my life. And that's what I want the most. And I want more of what he has to give me. Like that song that Deanne and Randy sang about giving it up to Jesus. Give it over to Jesus. All the things in his hands. You know we used to sing a song a long time ago. Give up and let Jesus take over. Give up and let Jesus take over. Well, give up and let Jesus take over. And what? And he'll make a way for you. You believe it? Let the Lord make the way. Let the Lord get you into the water. Let the Lord be the one that, that draws you near to the power of God. Let Jesus Christ be the one that changes your life and changes your future I really believe that people gathered around the pool of Bethesda because they had heard about its healing waters. They had heard that God shows up there. And I want you to know, if your life has been touched here at this church, if your life has been touched here at Union Valley, if your life has been touched at this altar or in Sunday school or any time where God is working here, if you'll tell everybody about that, they want to be where God is. And they'll flock to the power of God. If you've been healed by the Lord, tell it. Don't be ashamed of telling the world what God has done. I've been seeing a lot of people putting that on Facebook posts lately, that they had this and God miraculously healed them, that they had whatever and God healed them. We have people in our congregation. We have people in our families. We have people right here that we love so much and we want them to be healed, don't we? God still is in the healing business. In verse 4 it says, The angel went down at a certain season to the pool and he would trouble the water. Oh, I just pray for the water to be troubled right here at this altar. For the anointing of God to flow in this room. For the Holy Spirit to move like never before. God loves you. He loves you. He knows about all the sin. He already knows about all that. He loves you. He wants to give you this. You notice that he didn't ask this man to repent a list out loud of everything he had ever done in his life that was wrong. Do you notice he didn't do that? He didn't tell that man anything except rise up and walk. You see, you don't have to meet the qualifications to get a touch from Jesus Christ. There's a lot of places in the Bible where he healed people that weren't even followers of God. Where he came up to them and the first thing he did for them was heal them. Before they repented, then he would say, go and sin no more. Then they went out and they were followers of Christ. After that, they, here's the thing, the Lord can touch anybody. Every time I read this, I think, you know, it's kind of funny, I, I think about, how we all are as people and just normal. We're tired sometimes. 
you know, I'm feeling really good today. Yesterday I didn't feel so good. But some days are better than others, right? In the way you feel, right? You get up in the morning, Sunday morning, it's, oh, I don't know if I can go to church. You know, Susie says, get up, you're the preacher. Sometimes we don't feel like it. And we could come up with a million things, especially now that everything's open on Sundays. I mean, literally, they got after Jesus for healing this man on the Sabbath day because that was his work. Please. I mean, look, if they had had CNN back then, it had been all over the news. Jesus violates the Sabbath. I mean, think about it. Today, you have every obstacle, every temptation, every other thing that you could go do. And you chose to be here on a Sunday morning. And I want you to know that matters to God. It matters. These people, they didn't reluctantly go to the pool of Bethesda. They ran. They, to see, they, got, they wanted to see who would be the first one in. I mean, they didn't come up with reasons to stay home. They practically lived there because they wanted to know Jesus that bad. They didn't even know his name. They didn't even know his name. Look at us. We know his name. We have freedom to worship. We have the power of the Holy Spirit all the time. The Lord. How many times has God saved you from dying in a car wreck? How many times has God healed me and I didn't even know it? I mean, just yesterday I was having some problems. I'm not having that today. I'm telling you, the Lord touches his children. And a lot of times we don't even know. But we can thank him for it anyway, right? We thank him for it anyway. And so he said, wilt thou be made whole? Now, you know, most of the time if somebody came up to you and said, would you like not to have cancer anymore? You'd say yes, right? If someone said, would you like to be healed in your body? And, and you might be sitting here or, stand, or thinking right now, well, I've prayed for it over and 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 over. And it's never happened and I'm so discouraged and I don't know what God wants. Let me tell you, this man sat there, sat there by the pool of Bethesda 38 years. And he didn't give up on God. Moa, Moses, 40 years. Noah, 100 years. Don't give up on the Lord. Keep asking. Keep trusting. Keep believing. Keep saying, it's going to happen. One of the things that you can do, there's all through the Scripture, is speak it, believe it, say, it's going to happen. I am going to be healed in Jesus' name. I am going to be touched by God. It is going to, I don't know when, I don't know how, but I know that my God is able. How about you? Believe it? I know my God is able. I mean, when they were throwing them in the fiery furnace, that's what they said. They said, we don't know for sure what will happen, but we know our God is able. And I want you to think it like, I want you to think like that as much as you possibly can. Say it out loud. I'm going to rise up and walk. My God is able. 
Amen. Praise God. And I agree with that. And what did Jesus went on to teach? Just a chapter after that, he said, the Bible teaches us, if we, teaches us if we agree in Jesus' name as Christians that things happen and things change. And I want to know, will you agree with me that our congregation, our families, our people, that God wants to heal them? Will you agree with me? The Bible teaches there's power in that. We do not deny the power thereof. The Bible teaches us and warns us against hanging around Christians that deny the power thereof. Let me tell you, if you're constantly hanging around Christians who don't believe in miracles, they don't, they're all you know, cynical, everything's cynical. Let me tell you, you need to get away from those people and you need to hang around with people who walk in faith. You need to hang around with people who believe in the power of God. You need to live your life surrounded by people who will also lift you up and agree with you because faith comes through hearing and believing and receiving. You have the power of God in you. And your faith will make you whole. You know what? I've prayed for lots and lots of people that died. How about you? Be honest. I've prayed for a lot of people who died. So you know what I do? I turn that over to the Lord because our God is able. Our God is able. But it might be their time to go to heaven. I'm 50-whatever years old. 50-ish. And, you know, I, uh, I, would love to be, I would love to live to be 100 years old. Many is almost there. She's got her crown on. <laughs> so yeah if I could be in as good spirits and as many I'd like to live 100 years to be 100 years but I want to tell you and I really mean this with all my heart if something if the Lord decides to take me home for whatever reason don't be crying about it for me I am going to be thrilled to be there I'm going to be excited to be there now, I want to live as long as he wants me to live, but I'm ready to go because I know that once in a while, God says, no, it's time for them to come home, doesn't he? And sometimes, have you ever had this experience where you've been praying for people, to God to touch them and heal them, but God says, no, it's time for them to come home, and you feel it. All of a sudden, you feel it, and you think, wow, God wants this person to go home. I mean, that happens sometimes. It's like a release. All of a sudden you get this peace. And it's, it's okay to let them go. It's okay for them to go. Have you been there? Isn't that a precious gift from God to get that release and that peace in knowing where our loved ones are? So that's not a failure of God to answer our prayer. He answered their prayer. He answered their prayer. They wanted to go home to heaven. A certain man was there and he had had this infirmity 38 years and Jesus saw him and he knew that he had been there a long time. It doesn't really tell us exactly how long he had been waiting by the pool, but it was a long time. And he said, would you like to be 
made whole. Now, guys, I firmly believe in the spiritual gifts, all of them, every single one of them, 100%. I think understanding them all and interpreting what they mean, that's different. You know, we can discuss that later, but the Bible clearly says some people have the gift of healing. I have prayed for people. I have touched people. They were healed. Other people I've prayed for and touched, and they weren't. And so I'm not, I'm not bragging about me. I'm saying it's up to Jesus Christ. How many know we can trust him? We can trust him. Well, it's hard to know who to trust, isn't it? I mean, let's get real. There's more lies out there than there is truth. Amen? But what's the ultimate truth that we can always count on? The word of God, who is Jesus Christ. We can trust him. We can trust him. We can trust him. No matter what. And the devil thinks that we're fools. You know that? The devil thinks we're fools. The devil thinks he can fool us into staying away from church. The devil thinks he can fool us into rejecting Christ. The devil thinks he can fool us into giving up on God. The devil thinks you're a fool, but you're not a fool. You're a child of God, born again, Bible-believing, king, a coming king, worshiping Christian in the name of Jesus Christ. That's who you are. That's who I am. This is our identity the whole world's in an identity crisis, and here we are, our little Union Valley, 150 people, and guess what? We all know who we are. We're not having an identity crisis. Why? Because we have faith in the one who made us. And when he asked me, if he asked me, if, I'm, if I am sick, or if my finances are wrong, or if my life's messed up, if Jesus speaks to my heart and says, Wilt thou be made whole? What do you think my answer is going to be? Yes, please. Please, please, please. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The devil thinks we're fools, but we're not fools. We're going to live in heaven and he's going to burn in hell. The devil is going to be cast into the lake of fire. He has no power over your soul. He is not the one who decides life and death for the Christian. It's up to God. I give my life to the Lord today. How about you? Immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And the same day was the Sabbath. Sabbath.